When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Are we going to get cancelled after this? With the end of season upon us, Macclesfield and Western Supermare have already won their leagues, so we've been wondering how we're going to fill our time without developing a strange interest in field hockey and bowls. Luckily, there's still plenty of countries to cover and plenty of nonsense from football's strangest stories. I'm Andy Baxter, and this is Pints of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. And joining me tonight, after scouring the Caribbean and Oceania for a live game, it's Daz Napton. Good evening. Must say, scouring virtually, not in person. That'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? I'm not quite sure they they pay us enough to go on real life Caribbean trips. Nah, I'm stuck on Instagram at the minute, following something called the Lynx Cup, which is just the like Jamaican cup, domestic cup. <laughs> is it Lynx the deodorant? I'm not sure they could afford that sort of sponsorship. Although the league is the Red Stripe Premier League, which is, isn't bad. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, it is Jamaica's, like, main thing. <laughs> main export, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think of anything else that people widely associate with Jamaica, can you? We're back. We are back. And speaking of finding funny leagues and stuff, I did notice that the Shetland Premier League is starting. It's either this weekend or next weekend. They have nice names. Like, one's called Neth FC, like Loch Ness, I presume. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's always good to see what the channel like. There is actually, I don't know if it's this summer, but every couple of years or every four years, there's the channel games. And obviously, it's not it's not just football, but um, no, it's not even called the channel games. What's it called? The island games. It's not just the channel islands. It's basically any small remote island. Oh, not but, even just UK. Sort of just no, anyone no, that wants to come. It's, it's like global, but I think you can't be a proper country. So it's not like it's littered, <laughs> with, it's not littered with Caribbean teams and it's like, yeah, Falkland yeah. Islands and Ascension yeah. Islands and Reunion you know, Islands and all that. 
Yeah, yeah, all the all the big boys. They should just set up a, a, a year-round league with all these remote islands. And it's just a straight draw, not even out the hat, like um, seeded. It's, it's proper just out the hat stuff. I think you just do it as a league. Everyone has to play each other once, home and away. <laughs> Reunion Island on a Tuesday night. <laughs> University midweek. To be fair, you'd have to commit to it as a full-time job because it'd take like four days to get to some of them. Yeah, I don't imagine the sort of transport routes to great. The French League Cup as well is always one that yeah. we love just because yeah. of how mad that is. And we should really do it properly now we've got all summer to fill mm. time. The, um, you know, how it works or logistically, it's, you know, does a smaller team get any kind of subsidy or any kind of help from the FA or whoever it might be? And they can't be drawn at home, neither. Yeah, I knew that bit. I think if I remember that last time we discussed it, which is great because they could get PSG away. Or If I was a PSG fan, there's not really much to get excited about in that league. The chance of getting an away draw in Reunion Islands or, you know, somewhere like that must be quite quite up there, really, and things that could actually happen to your club that aren't just boring, winning 5-0 every week and then losing in the Champions League quarterfinals or whatever. I listened to a thing before and they were talking about um, Haaland, mm. where he's going to go, and apparently he wants to go to Real Madrid. I don't think right away because he's only just come to England, hasn't he? But at some point he wants to go there. But then, you know, once he's done that, he's not going to go to Barcelona from Real Madrid, probably not mm. going to go to a different club in England. So what do you do? And they were saying maybe Paris, but, you know, that's you mm. just get bored there, wouldn't he? As you say, just win five 0 every week and then. How old is he? Champions League. Uh, I don't think he's that old. He's 24, 25 maybe. So let's say he's twenty four. He'll probably stay at City for another two years. So he's twenty six by that point. Go to Real Madrid for his peak for four or five years. Most thirty one. So I guess he could just like have a wind down at PSG, or he could move to his hometown in Yorkshire of Leeds and sign for mm. Leeds United. I remember, I think he teased that because didn't his dad play for Leeds? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's still fuming that he didn't choose to play for England. Maybe they should put in a bid if they stay up, Leeds. I know they're on a bit of a bad run at <laughs> the moment. but I thought you meant England. <laughs> put in a bid. <laughs> yeah, why not? Don't we know it works? That, um, I did find out on the same thing I was listening to today that, that um, what's, is it Abechi Eze, the place for Palace. Oh, yeah. He's He's been playing for the France under-21s, but he's still eligible to play for England because he hasn't played enough mm. competitive games. And they were saying, you know, get him on the plane kind of thing because he's an exciting talent and, you know, little nippy wingers and exactly what England don't have enough of, are they, for some reason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always the way, though, isn't it, with stuff like that? Even if they're not good enough to play, it's kind of like, I think Germany are the classic team who do that a lot. It's like, just quickly give him a cap just so he's committed. What's he called? Um, the English guy they've had playing. Is it uh, Moussaka? Uh, what's he called? I'm going to have to Google it quickly. He plays for, he either plays for Bayern or Dortmund. Oh, don't they all? Um, well, and he's English, is he? Yeah. What would I even type in? English guy playing for Germany. Um, um, Pretty sure it's not Moussaka either. I think that's a, a Middle Eastern dish with aubergines. Yeah, I've just typed in Moussaka and like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you type in? What are you going to find? Um, 
Oh, here we go. Oh, Musiala. Ah, you beat me to it. Who's he play for? Bayern, you're right. Was it Arteta? I think he was technically eligible to play for England because he hadn't been called up for Spain. And he'd been in England for so long. Nice. I think. I might be getting mixed up. It was, some, it was someone like that. Someone who's definitely not an English person called, you know, yeah. Miguel. <laughs> yeah. Miguel Arteta. Anyway, we're not here to discuss nationalities in international football, are we? No, definitely not. But I do want to, before we crack on with some football strangest matches, just want to say how nice it is that we're returning after pretty much a month off from podcasting. Both of the non-league teams that we follow have uh, won the leagues. Yes. Which is, is pretty nice. Macclesfield, we won ours a couple of weeks back now. And Western, was it two nights ago? Yeah, Tuesday. So, so. happy days. And um, I was going to mention about Western going up as well, because it means now they're going to be playing against Somerset rivals, Yeovil, um, mm. next season, which when you look at their ball, it was 10 years ago they were in the championship and they played against yeah. Leicester amongst others and you know their paths have been quite different since Leicester going on to obviously win the Premier League and whatnot and Yeovil have been really badly run from the top um, yeah. they, they keep getting bought out and stuff they sacked their manager early this season and, and you know it's all just gone to shit basically you know it's it's one of them you don't like to see any team sort of run that badly but there's a parallel in in its same league, obviously the national league, the conference with Scunthorpe. So they've gone into the conf- they will be going into the conference north next season, and mm. I'm sure they again they were a championship team for a while, weren't they? They were certainly a football league team, whether it's championship league one or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just come on hard times, and you know you see things like Rochdale struggling as well, and they're going to drop out, and whoever mm. else, and it's. It's sad, but relegation's part of it, isn't it? It's it's you've got sometimes I mean you'll know yourself, you've got to have the bad times to come back with the good. The problem with like a lot of these clubs though is they're not really gonna have the opportunity to properly turn it round because you, you kind of and I know it was obviously sad for Mac when we went bust, but you kind of like need to start again completely. <laughs> you know, new new ownership, become fan owned and build it up that way. I think for most clubs that have done it, you look at like Chester, Bury. I mean, they are mostly like Northwest teams, <laughs> um, yeah. which yeah, probably it's just because it's a very saturated area for football. But everyone ultimately supports Man U or Man City, don't they? Or Liverpool or Everton or you know, there's plenty of even Premier League teams in that little bit of the country. So why would anyone like Macclesfield or Rochdale or Oldham deserve any success? But no, it's good news. Good that will be uh, rising up the leagues. As, good news, yeah. Yeah, point of football. Uh, Tom's sort of. I don't really. I think Tom's obviously he's not here tonight. Uh, but he's he's kind of like between teams at the minute. But from what I've heard him talking about on our Facebook chat and stuff, he seems to have been somewhat following Cribs a little bit. Obviously, they won their league as well. So you know, they won the Hellenic 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 League. They got a hundred points as well, didn't they? I'm not sure. That's good going if they did, because I know some the team that was second run them pretty close, similar to the National League situation mm. where two teams were just sort of head and shoulders above the rest. So that's great. Onwards and upwards to, to all three of our teams. Happy days. Yeah, we've just if Tom is still deciding which team to support, we're going to officially decide for him now on the pod that he's a Cribs fan now. 
don't think anyone can complain with that. Um, but alternatively, if anyone out there wants to suggest a team <laughs> that Tom can watch, then yeah, get in touch. You know, where, where does he live now? Dursley. I don't know what's around there. Forest Green is it that up that way? They went down, so not all good news. Mm, yeah, don't, don't pick them, Tom, because you're ruining our you know positivity here. We're rising leagues. We're not, you know, we're, we're glory supporters now. Get them to support Wrexham. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Shall we talk about football strength matches? Yeah. It's been a while. The last time we did this was quite funny, actually, because we had the 1966 match, Baxter, which you may or may not remember, which was a pair of broken legs. <laughs> Two people with the same name, Jones, got broken legs. Yeah, and didn't one of them only play like five appearances or something ever? Kept breaking yeah. his leg. Just kept breaking his leg every time he played. And then and then we also worked out that it was a um four Joneses in the same match, which we think might be a record. Yeah. But again, that's only because no one got in touch to correct us. So so yeah, we're the good thing is, Bax, we're in nineteen sixty six, which can only mean one thing. Yeah. Well, Everton won the cup in sixty six. So uh, it could be that. There was quite a famous other tournament going on, I believe, wasn't there? I'm glad you mentioned Everton winning the Cup. I didn't realise that. But the story does take place in Liverpool. Ooh. And it takes place at Goodison Park. Way. But it's not it's not anything to do with Everton. It is, in fact, the 1966 World Cup. Obviously, some of us may have heard about before, but mm. poss- possibly not this story, <laughs> because this is Andrew Ward, and he doesn't like to tackle the mainstream, which I guess is is like us, really. That's the point of the book, the point of the podcast, you know? We like to give yeah. some people a bit of stories they haven't heard from a different angle. So this story is called... The popular North Koreans. Are we going to get cancelled after this? We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> Some people thought it ridiculous that a team of no hopers like North Korea could be allowed to qualify for the 1966 World Cup finals, whereas other, more proven nations like Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, and Scotland would not be there. The nature of tournament football, isn't it? But is there? Any, I didn't realise this actually because I'm not. I haven't really dug deep into the history of the 1966 World Cup. But it's the ultimate Scotland move is to not qualify for the tournament in England, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, I would have thought they were they would have been there because they were pretty hot stuff back then. Yeah. Anyway, shows what we know. Yeah, but yeah, is that is ultimate Scotland. No offence to Scotland, but it is ultimate Scotland. It's almost as though they like they probably withdrew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give our spot to North Korea. <laughs> Nobody who followed the World Cup finals in England stuck to that opinion. So we might be about to be proven wrong by North Korea. North Korea predictably lost to Russia in their first game. God. Could you imagine North Korea versus Russia being played now? Oh, feisty. I think, wouldn't like uh, the North Korean people have just be told they won anyway and, you know, yeah. everything was great? 
Oh yeah, that happened. Which World Cup did they qualify? Was it South Africa? 2010, I think, North Korea, and they were basically like, we're only going to show the games if we win. <laughs> Proceeded to lose every game. <laughs> Fans are still sat by the TVs waiting for it. <laughs> Hoping for some updates, yeah. Yeah. It was just backwards, though, because they were like, we're only going to show the games if they win. And then I think the news channels were basically reporting that they were doing really well. So it was kind of like, well, yeah, all right, fine. We'll show us the highlights. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? I mean, just, I mean, what, what would be the harm in just saying, yeah, fair enough, we didn't do well this time, but ah, oh, strange, isn't it? I seem to recall they were in a group of Portugal with peak Ronaldo in it. It's like, what were they expecting? <laughs> Yeah. But anyway. North Korea predictably lost to Russia, yeah. But gained a one one draw with Chile. Right? Yeah. I mean, we never know the context of this. Like nineteen sixty six Chile may not have been great, but it seems you know, it's a South American team. They've bothered getting the boat over to Liverpool for this game. Like taking months, wasn't it? Yeah. But in the final match in their group so bearing in mind they've had one loss, one draw. Yep, still all to play for. Yep, they played Italy. Mm. And with a goal from Pac Du Ick, they managed to beat them. What? Yeah. So the, the Italians eliminated did their best to sneak back home at one o'clock in the morning at an unscheduled <laughs> airfield, but their players were still hit by a torrent of tomatoes. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> I really hope it was. North Korea's progress to the quarterfinals set up an astonishing match with Portugal. So they've they've not got an easy draw after managing to knock Italy out. No, maybe they didn't win the group because they didn't. Uh, mm. You know, they yeah. only got one, the one win. Yeah, possibly. So, yeah, they've got just, to play Portugal. Just, just before we move on from Pac Du Ick. <laughs> Yeah. He's still alive. He's 79. He only wow. played five times for North Korea and scored twice, so he, he sort of knew how to pick his moments. Wow. That's incredible. We should get I, him on. I bet his Wikipedia page lists that he's won six World Cups <laughs> <laughs> in his five caps. Yeah, six World, World Cups, the Ashes and the Grand National. Uh, North Korea. When the um, Olympics was in Pyongyang in 2008, he was the first to carry the torch. So he's obviously a bit uh, of a hero. They've still, you know. Bit of an icon over there. Yeah, totally. Tim Curry's jar of curry. What? It's not the best, but it's been in a lot of things. The curry is too strong. Love you, Tom. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Is there more about Pak Dewik and his, and his goal? No, of course not. Oh, yeah, of course not. That'd be far <laughs> too interesting, wouldn't it? Um, he scored it. They played the game in Middlesbrough. Yeah, that's that's why the Italians got beaten. They were faced with Middlesbrough and they were sad. <laughs> um, anyway, and when they demolished Ayrson Park, which is the ground, and they built a new ground for Middlesbrough, they built a housing estate on the site of it. And I'll read directly from Wikipedia. Please tell me they called it Pack Duick Street. Pack Duick, yeah, exactly. Pack Duick Park or something. Um, in honour of the famous goal, in the front garden of one of the new houses were permanently placed cast iron football booth stud marks at the exact position of his feet when he scored against Italy. No. So someone in their front garden has got this, the, these sort of boot marks. That's incredible. That, that is an absolutely insane fact. Should we go visit? Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if we can. Is there enough in the kitty? We'll spot social papers to go to Middlesbrough. <laughs> Just to get a selfie with <laughs> studs in the ground. Stud marks. I like that. That's really good. I wonder if it's part of the deed that they have to keep them. You sort of like have to keep them maintained and stuff and can't let them get all overgrown. Yeah, probably. Put little plants in them. <laughs> <laughs> little tiny plants. That's amazing. I'm really glad you've found that out. Mm. That's that's definitely that's even more superior than a did it do warty fact. That's a that's a proper Baxter fact. Baxter yeah. facts. That's a new feature on the show, which may never come up again. <laughs> no, don't hold your breath. <laughs> Bax facts, the one and only. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is astonishing, but not as astonishing apparently as this match with Portugal which would go on to be one of the most sporting and delightfully entertaining matches of the tournament. What we like to hear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Portugal were one of the favourites for the trophy, bristling with talented players like Simoes, Torres and Usebo. Now, Use- is it uh, Usebio? Yeah, I've, it's, I mean, my Portuguese isn't great, but... Eusebio is kind of what people say. Whether that's the sort of westernised pronunciation, I don't know. The thing is, though, isn't he like one of those players who is like a forgotten icon? I'm sure he was massive, but just no one knows who he is. It's probably because he was in it around the same time as Pele. Yeah. I mean, people have heard of him, like, so he's, he's obviously done stuff of some repute. This is the thing, though. Like, I think no one knows anything about him. Who did he play for? Like, did he score ten thousand goals? Mm-mm. Well, this is because Pele's just ruined football history for all of us, isn't it? By just making out he did everything and no one else did anything. Yeah, I think yeah, might have to do a, a, a deep dive into the into Eusebio. I have but... got a feeling he passed away fairly recently, you know, because I'm sure they did something at either Benfica or Sporting Lisbon. Like an um, what's it called for it? Like a, a eulogy or something like that. 
Um, okay. You, I mean, it was quite a while ago. It was 2014. Mm. You are you are right. Though. They did something for him. Mm. Have you, are you on his Wikipedia? Yeah, have you seen his, his stats? I'm looking at his picture. I'm more impressed with that. He looks very cool. Like he should live in Miami in the 70s. Maybe he did live in Miami in the 70s. Who knows? This is insane, man. Look at his stats here, right? He played for Benfica oh, yeah. for 14 years, and he scored more goals than he played. <laughs> played 301 games and scored 317 goals. Wow. He also played for somebody called Toronto, Croatia. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a funny old career path, isn't it? The Las Vegas Quicksilvers. Good. We need well, to hear more about the MLS and their weird names and stuff, don't we? Well, interestingly, I don't think we'll get onto it tonight, but the next story, I think, is the first where we actually travel over there. So, Ooh, that's something yeah. to look forward to. He got 41 goals for Portugal. What a player. Maybe it's just me and you that haven't don't know enough about him. Maybe he is pretty well known. <sighs> Maybe we should just put a tweet out, an honest, open tweet. Does anyone know? I suppose people could just Google it like we did and then say, oh, yeah, you did 300 goals for Benfica. I mean, yeah, it's it's he stopped playing before even I was born. You know what I mean? So what chance have I got trying to, trying to know who he is? I mean, yeah, fine, you know the name and you know he's obviously a great footballer, but I don't, as you say, I didn't know who he played for. If you, if you didn't tell me he was Portuguese, I'd have, I don't know, I might have got it. But... um. What, what do we know? Well, anyway, let's find out if he was any good in this game, shall we? <laughs> he might have been a flop. <laughs> you never made it, you save you. No, I, it's just weird here, actually, and I think this is just a, a, a sweeping, warty statement about oh, North Koreans. <laughs> he said, Torres's height was expected to provide problems for the North Koreans. Yeah, they're all small over there, aren't they, in the Far East? None of them were over five foot eight inches tall. Is that you putting that in, or is that him? Uh, that's what he said. Goodness sake, Waddy. How would how would you know that? Tired you... cliches, isn't it? I'm surprised yeah. there's nothing in there about them eating dogs. <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> well, <laughs> here we go then. Let's Let's take you on a whirlwind experience. After 24 minutes, North Korea led 3-0. Wow. I know. A dazzling display of bustling, intricate, short-passing football with powerful finishing. The Goodison Park crowd took them to their hearts, just as those at Middlesbrough had during the group matches. There you go. Everyone loves an underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was transformed by Eusebio. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Born and raised in Mozambique. Hmm, didn't know that either. Well, we didn't know anything. We've already established this. <laughs> no. We're learning. Eusebio had developed into one of the world's stars and was at the peak in this World Cup, if not this game. Dubbed the European Pele. I forgot to say. That's so lazy. <laughs> or by the British newspapers, the Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if that was a compliment <laughs> by the 1960s British newspapers. He had a superb physique, 
electrifying pace, a deft dribbling touch, and a vicious shot. He showed it all this day. Ooh, we're about to find out. There's only about th- there's only about two paragraphs left, so we won't won't get too much. But <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to get at least a bit of a taste of the magic that we maybe we should know more about. Well, I feel like he's built it all up too much, and maybe that was us because they're three 0 down, but the story is about Portugal, so you know something's got to happen. Yeah, let's see. Before half time, Eusebio scored twice, one virtually on his own. And the other was a penalty. Well, technically, a penalty is, is on your own. Yeah. Urgently, you pick the ball out of the net, ran with it back to the centre spot and handed it over, aware that Portugal had time and goals to make up. Eusebio equalised on the hour and scored his fourth from a penalty, taken with typical power. He then added a fifth. Oh, no, he didn't add a fifth. He set up the fifth for Augusta. Portugal would win 5-3 with Eusebio scoring four of the goals. Wow, that's some comeback. Mm, That is pretty good. I wonder if that's what's the most goals anyone's ever scored in one World Cup game? Because you never see it. Even like, you know, Ronaldo and Messi in their heyday over our lifetime, they were never banging. In fact, you don't really see many hat-tricks at the World Cup, yeah. No, famously... One in 66, but yeah, there's not yeah. too mm. many. There we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and add that fact. It's not quite as interesting as your Middlesbrough garden fact, but is you Savio scored the most goals in one World Cup game? I mean, the fact that he got two penalties, I mean, I know penalties still count, of course, but the fact that he got two of them, I mean, I don't know if North Korea sort of. Heads went a little bit and they were just diving into tackles. Because in the 60s, to give away a penalty, to give away two penalties, you, that, <laughs> you know, you must have, that must have been some serious assaults they were putting in. Yeah. <laughs> you could just basically do whatever back then, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so let's get the summary. The idea of two foreign international teams playing at Goodison Park was strange. That one of them should be North Korea was downright peculiar. But the outcome was very memorable. Nice. I like it. I mean, if you look back, like I suppose we are doing, and just saw the score, you'd think, oh, Portugal just overpowered them. And mm. maybe they, they got a couple of goals late on because they sort of stopped playing or something. Or yeah. But the fact that, I mean, the other thing is, if you're 3-0 up, you'd be disappointed to lose that game. I dread to think. Well, we know what's-his-name's still alive, but... Mm. Get him yeah. on. Is it, see if he's on Twitter. Probably not. I dread to think what happens to the goalkeeper when he got home. Yeah. Well, that was was it. Last one of these we did, or certainly a different episode. When no, wasn't it? it was the American one when the, uh, the mm. guy got killed? Didn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's hopefully the same didn't happen to North Korea's 1966 goalkeeper. The guy who kept giving away the penalties. We didn't know he gave them away. Just let him in. <laughs> maybe it was a um, North Korean version of Willy Fogg <laughs> 21 sign of steaming nudity that's probably the best quote that's been on this show hasn't it it's one of the best quotes I've heard of all time I still can't wait until we finish this so we can start deep diving his autobiography well not his autobiography the book about him yeah when I was looking at 
English-born players that now play overseas, I also found Victor Moses in a little throwback to our career past game that we used to play, but we haven't done for a little while. He would be amazing at it because he's played for a lot of teams and some that you would never, ever get, ever. Yeah. I seem to recall him playing in Russia for a bit. That was my next question. Do you know where he's playing now? All oh, right, there you go. Do you know who? Would you care for a guess? Um, I'm sure I knew this. He doesn't play for Zenit St. Petersburg, does he? No, hard luck. The other one, Spartak Moscow. Ah, uh, yeah. I have um, I have <laughs> actually got a Spartak Moscow football shirt upstairs, which I always get shouted at if I wear <laughs> out in public. Yeah, fair. I mean, the one you've got on now is sort of Ukraine colours, though, so you could wear, you could alternate between the two and yeah. no one would mind. Candy Island, the ultimate supporters of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, did you want to have a guess at some of uh, Victor Moses' clubs? Uh, you not be bothered. I just don't think I'd get any. I know he played for Chelsea and Everton as well. No, he started off at Crystal Palace, then went to Wigan. And then Chelsea, you're right. And then oh, he had Wigan. One, two, Wigan. three, four. Then he had six loan spells. He went to Liverpool, Stoke, West Ham, Fenerbahce, into Milan. And then Spartak Moscow, who then signed him on a permanent after that. I remember that, yeah, I thought it was Everton, but yeah, I was getting mixed up with Wigan. Yeah. No, no, no offence, Bex. No, no, easy done, I suppose. Um, they were at the time, like I think that was when they got to the FA Cup final when they had the sides. Mm. I wonder why he went to Inter Milan. I mean, don't get me wrong; I can see why he went to Inter Milan. I wonder why Inter Milan wanted him. Yeah, might have been part of the. When was it? Was it part of the Lukaku deal? So that happens quite a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? It was twenty twenty, so. It could well have been. Yeah. Victor Moses was still at Chelsea three years ago. Bonkers, isn't it? He, he was lo- he he was loving lockdown life. He 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 played. He did make an appearance for Chelsea in twenty twenty one. No way. Oh, wow. I, I, I can't even keep up with who is Chelsea manager and twenty twenty one. So uh, who knows? That's insane. He was on the. The bench when they Chelsea won the Europa League final, he didn't get on. So he's he's got that. He's got a European thingy medals. What a career! What a career, Victor Moses. He's up there with um, Rowan Ricketts, Eusebio, and Eusebio. They're the big three, aren't they? <laughs> oh, we scored against Bristol Rovers that day. That that, hey. I, went, that I went, and I lost my sunglasses because I was too drunk. Uh, double whammy. Doesn't remember seeing victimizers. <laughs> I remember watching um, some of the highlights back after that, and it was really strange because it was like whoever was playing, and then it was like Fabregas, and he got dispossessed by Stuart Sinclair. It's like what? <laughs> That's a sentence you don't hear very often, but yeah, there you go. We were unlucky, really. Well, we gave them a real scare, and then conceded a couple of daft goals, and that was it. Then it is strange looking back, but then I suppose. That's that's why I worry about Everton going down this season because you know, you just you just in ten years you just think back and think, Oh yeah, Everton used to be in the Premier League and were there for years and now they're just not and it's you know, time just moves on and there's generations of people like if you tell people that Barnsley and Oldham and Swindon were in the Premier League once and 
yeah. a bit more recently in you know Reading, Hull, all those. I think a few of those though were like one hit wonders, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think no matter whether you're a huge fan of Premier League or whether you don't really know it that well, if you were to ask to name twenty teams that are you associate with the Premier League, Everton would definitely be yeah, in there. True. I don't know. I'm just feeling a bit negative about it at the moment. Anyway, yeah. Lastly, before before we go, have you seen Macclesfield's new kit? I expect you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just it just come up on my non-league football page. Nice. Well. I like it. I like it. It's obviously just trying to move away from the traditional plain blue strip, which fair enough. I mean, for those who haven't seen it, it is still blue, majority blue. I don't know if you'd call those gold stripes and cuff bits and neck bit gold or bronze isn't it yeah it's got i wasn't sure if it was because they won the league i wasn't sure they got like sort of round neck um adidas sort of pretty standard there's not there's like a nice pattern on it which looks like i don't know what it looks like it looks sort of like geometric shape doesn't it yeah and then the the opposite is the away one it's white with the sort of goldy color yeah, yeah. on that and it's advertised by one of the male team players and one of the, the women's team players so you know it's uh yeah might bring bring them some more success who knows i'm sure it will the i can't remember which one it is but the one that's worn by the male player is the love island legend of Tom good looking fella <laughs> if he is quite statuesque doesn't get much game time anymore no, that's a pity. Probably doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, other things he's got to worry about, doesn't he? Basically, just become the club mascot. Yeah, well, that's it. The clubs have got to consider their online image these days. I mean, with Robbie Savage doing his stuff, and, you know, we've heard enough about us on Wrexham, so that's just how mm. it is. That's how it is. Should we end with a joke? <clears throat> yeah, you can cut out me coughing, sorry. Oh, no, we can't leave without saying a very... Um, happy 77th birthday to friend of the show Tim Curry either yes so well done Tim here's to many more 77 big one 77 not out good going I know he's had some health issues the last few years so you know still plugging away happy days good on him Uh, I'm just glad you know his his, his jarred curry products are selling so well now as well you know you can get him in any any decent pound land or it's all about the residual income, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we say here anyway. Kind of yeah, I like what mechanics wear overall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an end. Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.